Hey, this is Jason Haas from Sci-Fi Channel's Ghost Hunters. And you're listening to The Alternate Route Podcast. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Hey there, ponderers of the paranormal. You have found the Paranomaly Zone, your home for all things paranormal, unexplained, odd, and mysterious. My name is Patrick Koffenberg. I am responsible for these paranormal shenanigans, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host with the ghosts, the voluptuous Mike Harbno. What? what, what? <laughs> the voluptuous does that mean Mike. I'm curvy <laughs> and kind of a Juno-esque looking figure of a man? Well, I don't, I, I'm really not <laughs> sure why that popped into, into my head. All I know is that it made me laugh. <laughs> so that's, I just wanted to, I, I think it fits for some reason. I don't know. I, I think of it as a compliment. It's a compliment. Isn't okay. It? I don't know. Well, thank you then. Okay. You're welcome. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can always ask your your lo- your lovely lady friend Mary if that wasn't a, a compliment or if, or or if you should like punch me the next time you see me now since I said Oh, that. I wouldn't do that yeah. no matter what, but uh, still. You'd give me the death stare, that's about it, and then I'd cower with fear and mm. and we'd be done. So Huh. I was okay. gonna call, I was gonna call you my Padre because you're wearing your San Diego Padres shirt. Yes, I am. So there you go. Um, but that wouldn't sound funny enough to me. So no. <laughs> Anyways, how you doing, Mike? We just hung out last night, and we in, did in your hometown of Enderlin, uh, North Dakota, and here we are again, firing it up for the podcast. Yeah. So uh, let's we make hung a good out one. Quite. Uh... Quite voluptuously. Oh, I don't like how that sounded. Um, yeah. Well, you know, we so. sat across the table from each other. We did. We stared into each Candle other's light. eyes. Candlelight. Candlelight. Yep. Um, yeah. We had some incense going. Uh, the mood was set. Um, mm-hmm. We were very close. We we touched fingers. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Our fingers were touching the same item. That, well, that's okay. well, That doesn't sound good either. <clears throat> That actually sounds a lot worse, Mike. So let's just say we, <laughs> our 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 fingers were were splayed across the planchette. There you go. That yeah, just be just be explicit right there. And that's yes, it was, man. We um, we did the deed. Uh, for <laughs> <laughs> all right, quit man, throwing in this. What's up with these, this? These, these euphemisms. Yes, I don't. I I don't <laughs> like it. I do not like it. Um, okay. Quit. You went from me being voluptuous to us doing the deed. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man, maybe it's, I, 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 I'm just trying to get rid of the phrase shiny Bigfoot dong. I'm trying to get rid of that. I'm getting that. So I'm, we're, we're, I'm expunging that from my memory. And now we're just going to talk about yeah. us doing the deed and 
touching our fingertips in a darkly lit room <laughs> in the uh, kitchen and no and, no oh, less that's true that's true well food is the uh, the gateway to the soul so i think that's yes. what we were thinking there so no it was interesting it was definitely interesting. I, I certainly hope that our patrons will enjoy the content. I'm going to uh, be releasing those tomorrow. We have several video clips, uh, several audio clips that I'm going to be going through, listening to, watching, and we'll see what we uh, per, you know, potentially capture. We thought, yeah. without giving, giving anything away, we did, um, right. while we were doing the, the <sighs> Ouija board, Session. Um, <laughs> we had the spirit box going, and we did think that we thought. Well, we did think that we thought that sounded good. Uh, we thought <laughs> we thought that we'd <laughs> oh my god done yeah we thought <laughs> that we'd done and um we thought perhaps we got some direct replies again. So I'm yeah looking forward to listening to those and uh, yeah I hope that our patrons will enjoy the content. It it was intriguing and it was interesting, Mike. It was the first time mm-hmm. I'd, I have ever. Um, participated in a Ouija board session, Ouija. and it was I, I was a you? As long, you at? long time listeners know, ding ding dingy ding ding. Um, there you go, ding ding ding. Can't really hear it. Dang it. Yep, there you go. Um, Stop it. There you go. Okay, there we go. Uh, born and raised was... Catholic, I was very um, apprehensive about. <laughs> yeah, as silly as some may. Feel it is. I was very apprehensive about utilizing the uh, Ouija board, and but you know, I got through it. I forged. I forged through my fear, Mike. My 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 tension, my apprehension, and we got it done. Mm-hmm. And um, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, but so. there was a time uh, halfway through that I, I I I did get the. Did you smell anything weird? Are you ta- asking me that right now? Literally, like yeah, do like, I? like while we were there, because I didn't bring it up oh, last night. I thought you were asking me right now if I smelled anything no, weird. No, last night while we were <laughs> doing the Wijahuwoo board, um, the the Wijah the Um, I don't remember smelling anything. Even just weird. like remotely for a moment. Um, I I unfortunately remember smelling dog poo. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. House. Um, yeah, that was earlier. That was earlier. Uh, I don't remember. I don't. I don't, hmm. I'm not pulling any memories. Well, about see, if this, anything. see if this kind of, you know, jogs your memory a little bit. Cause I, I did smell just, it was, and it was momentary. It was quick, quickly gone, but I, I smelled like rancid pea soup. Rancid. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a soury smell. So, are, are, okay. <laughs> you're building that up quite a bit. And I think you're just using that as a joke. Um, you're you're making fun of me and my my uh, Catholicism yes. and my fear of the yes. Exorcist and and uh, not necessarily Linda Blair but um, yeah but I, I smelled nothing I, okay okay so <laughs> what a waste of three minutes that you just put us through Mike I'm kidding sorry <laughs> I'm kidding I am anyway a, I'm a giant waste myself and I'm kidding right there oh my lord lots of kidding going on uh, in the paranormal zone I almost just called ourselves by our by our old name. Really? Damn it! Yeah, I don't even remember what her old name was. That's very true. That's very true. So, <laughs> well, my Mike, um, this that, <laughs> this is going to be a cool episode. Um, we didn't have any real solid plans for a topic. Uh, well, let's just be be honest. Um, right. We were kind of winging it. We were planning on recording an episode last night at your at your place, but we were uh, time 
time ran short real quick, didn't it? It did. And uh, so we decided to record one tonight. And we were, again, trying to think of topics, but at the same time wanting to make sure it was a it, it, it was well done. And uh, we, we just decided. <laughs> we wish for that with every episode. I, I know, I know. So <laughs> by, by that, I mean time to sit down and do some research, you know, and get our facts straight and all that stuff, you know. But just, right. exactly. you know, again, time was running short today. And long story short, too late. We're just going to wing it tonight, man. And uh, uh, an idea popped into my head that I found intriguing. And I hope that you found it intriguing too, Mike. Well, you agree, you agreed to it, so I, uh, apparently you did. And oh, very intriguing. Yeah. That's, I thought, why not? Let's just theorize. Let's banter back and forth. Let's talk about what we think is going on in the mind, the proverbial mind, the theoretical. Right, there's no... There's no actual matter there no the theoretical mind of a ghost um let's i'm going to title this episode the ghost perspective and um it's 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 it seems like it could be a potentially fun topic i I really like it yeah 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 so i mean we're going to be bantering back and forth about that um hopefully it will come out well and then for one last take we're going to dive into the solway spaceman uh very um I, I think it's easy to call that one infamous. In, oh, Barry, for over, what, 50 years or Jeez, yeah, or I so guess, Yeah, 57 years or so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, very, very intriguing, 57, 58, I guess, yeah. Very intriguing uh, image. That, yeah, um, and for those of you who might not be familiar with the Solway Spaceman, just wait, you will find out. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll just say it's a photo taken back in 1964 that allegedly captured, well, a spaceman. So um, yes. we're going to be diving into that. It's very, a spaceman, very... not of this Thank you. Earth. Yes. Yeah. Not like an astronaut. It wasn't like yeah, a... Not like Neil. <laughs> not Neil... I was going to say Neil Young. <laughs> Neil a... Young bouncing up and down in <laughs> low gravity. Neil Young's an astronaut? <laughs> wow. Neil Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not like like a, a random casual photo of like you said Buzz Aldrin or Neil Arm- yeah. Armstrong, you know, wandering aimlessly in a field. You know, we're not talking yeah. about astronauts. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, or uh, Neil Young, either. yeah, or, or Neil Young, yeah, yeah. So. Or Neil Patrick Harris, <laughs> dressed still dressed as Doogie Howser. Doogie Howser. I think it's either an, an alien or Doogie Howser. I can tell which one it was. <laughs> So, um, uh, you know, anyway. Mike, that I have to say this right now because you know my self esteem is horrid. <laughs> yeah. Um, a, years ago, gosh, I'd say at least well over a decade, fifteen years ago or so. I remember <laughs> being out on the town with a friend of mine, and um, I come, in, you know, somehow coming into conversation with a table of uh, some young ladies and stuff, and hanging out and having a good time and just casual. I had. I have no idea who they were, and you know, I don't know if they were from town. But anyways, thinking everything is going well, and then at one point, one of the gals just cracks up laughing, points at me, and says, "Anyone ever told you you sound just like Doogie Howser?" <laughs> <laughs> that ruined mm. that ruined my night. I li- it literally ruined my night. <laughs> well, but why though? I mean, it's not like he had some, you know, That's... effeminate, whiny voice. And well, not that there's anything know. wrong with effeminate, whiny voices. Well, but... Right. Yeah. Clarify that. Please clarify that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, seriously. I mean, I, I do mean that. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, but I mean, um, I'm sensitive, and it, it bothered me, and I sulked, and I pouted, and then I went home. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. a little side sidebar there. So, oh, Doogie Hauser. So every time you mention Neil Patrick, I like Harris, Doogie I, Hauser. I mean, I, I, I like I Neil Patrick Harris. Harris. He's a great, great actor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He was great in that show and uh, subsequent yeah. uh, shows that he has yeah, been absolutely. in since. Well, the one thing that I like about Neil Patrick Harris, my the well, I should say the role that always comes to my mind is he plays the villain in a million uh, a million ways to die in the West, the Seth MacFarlane really? film. It's oh, I, you know, I I've never really watched that movie, but I've wanted to. Oh gosh, Mike, it's hilarious. It's got to be hilarious. It's hilarious. It is. It's yeah. It, it, you have to get that type, of, enjoy that type of humor for sure. Oh, absolutely. It's a definite. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, Bridge and I definite, lap yeah, our asses off. Specific humor. So, anyways, well, we're gonna we're here to talk about ghosts and their perspective. We're not sitting here to talk about Doogie Hauser, for God's sakes. So, um, Mike, let's just dive right into it, okay? Okay. And the first thing I want to say, I want to throw out the uh, this example. I'm sure I've mentioned it on the Alternate Podcast before. One of my favorite episodes of Ghost Hunters, the series Ghost Hunters. Mm-hmm. Uh, involved, oh yes, I know where you're going with this. Involved an interaction. Uh, uh, between Grant, well, I should say Jason and Grant had an interaction between what they believed to be a, a spirit slash ghost. Right. But what made it really yeah, and the spirit had an interaction with them. It did. It as did. well. And you know, you know, leaving out this the uh, specifics because, quite frankly, I can't remember the, the <laughs> specifics right now. There was communication between a female from wherever, another dimension, another, you know, existence, mm-hmm. another realm, a ghost. It, it, it was like it was it, as if it was uh, just on the other side of a very thin veil where you couldn't quite see through it. Yeah. But just a little it bit. It was just right there. Yeah. And it, the interaction between those three was, it, it blew me away and it still blows me away. Yeah, me too. Because yeah. of what they said. And I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to get the exact quotes here. I'm paraphrasing. You're paraphrasing, yes. Long story short, Jason and Grant were interacting with this spirit. I'm doing quotes, air quotes, spirit, where they were asking, you know, who she was, um, where she was, you know, so on and so forth. And one of the replies that this entity gave them was essentially like, well, of course I am here you know, and then ask the question, who are you? Because mm-hmm. she, from her perspective, this entity's perspective, Jason and Grant were the quote unquote ghosts right. coming in and, in and out of her realm of existence. Uh, it just, it does blow me away. It's just fascinating. Yeah, and how often, it. you know, does this happen? You know, that, well, that we don't even realize, I mean, that, where that 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 interaction or almost interaction uh, from either side of that veil mm-hmm. uh, is just by seeing something, by them seeing us or us thinking that we saw something. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be the same thing, but no words were exchanged. You know, it's it, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. And the fact that they that was it was audible, and they both heard them. Right. You know, Grant and Jason heard her. She heard them and they were conversing essentially 
Right. And you know, a, a similar example, Mike, when we talked about the Perrin fam- family haunting. Right. Um, you know, Andrea Perrin's mother when she walked around the corner in her house there, and all of a sudden she it's as if she entered another dimension. Right. The 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 floor was dirt. There was a family sitting around a wooden like oak table at a fireplace, mm-hmm. and there was no fireplace in that house at the time. But all of a sudden, there was a fireplace, and one of the persons sitting at that table said, pointing to Andrea's mother, said, "There's the ghost," pointing yep. to Andrea's mother, and then all this just vanishes. How fascinating is that, Mike? It's it it, it is, and it and it shows that uh, um, that. Time itself, is, or there isn't such a thing as time. Nope. It's just, you know, how would you even explain it? <laughs> I mean, I know physicists can, can explain it or, you know, whatever, but, you know, it's that uh, there's that loop or something that every so often uh, it, it gets closer together or we get closer together with them where it thins. Um, I don't even know how to explain it. I see. I like, I, how, you, I like how you said that loop because it gave me a good visual you right. know, if kind of like, you know, you know, multiple loops kind of intertwining. They all have to, would have to be multiple loops. You know, back and forth. Countless and loops. Yep. Countless, you know, until the, and, finally and, just by. Know, like we've talked about before and mentioned the movie, The Others, which right. I, yep. I highly suggest if uh, you, if people haven't seen it to uh, check it out. Very interesting. Yep. Uh, similar comps, uh, concept. Great movie. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Again, you know, at the risk of repeating myself, it it blows me away, melts my mind, and so yeah. that, that's why I figured, well, why not dive into this, Mike? Let's melt both of our brains tonight. You know, well, let, yeah. Let's just let's just wing let's it. Let's bring ourselves back to the seventies, yeah. or at least me. <laughs> so <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, back in the seventies, you were yeah, you weren't you weren't melting your mind in any no way, shape, or form. Not at all. No, never. I. I, on the other hand, was. Oh, okay. At least you're so, being honest. You're being honest, yes. Mike. So <laughs> the first thing I want to throw out there, Mike, and I'm, I'm, I'm asking you directly, what do you think the majority of, quote unquote, ghosts, and this is going to be, this is such a broad question, so you don't have to, you know, you, you could backhand me the next time you see me for throwing out such a large, huge question to you. No, that's okay. That's okay. <clears throat> Do you think the majority of what we refer to as ghosts are aware that they are ghosts? What mm. we define as ghosts? I, You know, I wish I knew a percentage of that, but there's got to be, you know, maybe it's 50-50. Uh, there are so many people that die that don't know that they have died, and all they know that they're existing and not understanding maybe i don't know mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know there's got to be a percentage that 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 do and that don't realize it do you think that if a quote unquote ghost is aware that they are not alive physically in your opinion is that a, I guess, for lack of a better term, a sad realization for these these ghosts, these mm. spirits? Are they, well, that, are they, are basically, are they going, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, yeah, really? I mean, that can that can go either way too. I think, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
a sad realization because uh, they, they did not want to die. Maybe, mm-hmm. um, maybe uh, it's something that they find exciting that, well, look at this, what I can do, or I think it can actually go to being downright pissed off. That's a great, uh, I, I was hoping you were going to say that, because, you know, um, you know, and the pissed off ones are those that perhaps make it easier for you know investigators to make contact with them because they are right. exuding such a stronger energy. I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. There's got to be a stronger energy there. Well, you know, even the sadness, you know, that's, that's, that's strong. Be a well. strong energy there too. Yep. Good point. Yep. So, yeah. If, mm. okay, let's say like, um, let's say we did hear legit replies on the spirit box, Mike. Okay. Let's say that there was someone or something, some energy coming through to us, conversing to us through the spirit box. Again, very broad question. Are those, if there were several spirits in the house, several entities in the house by chance, are they aware of their existence at that time, Mike, in your opinion? Or is it something that are are they just uh, coming in and out of these dimensions that we talk about so often, or is is it just that break in the veil? Is this something that has happened such you know an infinite amount of times that it's just by chance, pure chance, that we are hearing a reply on the spirit box? They're not necessarily just- replying directly to us. But it's just, it's like, it's like math. It's, it's, it's the mathematical, um, what's, what's the term I'm looking for? Likelihood that we're going to hear a response just because it's happened mm-hmm. so many times before, you know, it's like, well, we're going to hear something eventually because it's happened an infinite amount of times. Do you, do you understand what I'm, oh, what yeah, I'm kind of getting at? That makes sense. I don't know. You're, you're, uh, you're giving me a quizzical look. So I hope I'm, I'm being well, clear. No, I, I, I am understanding what you're saying. I believe, um, there's got to be a, a, a degree of all of that. I mean, I think like the the chance of just something coming through because that's the moment. That's the moment that that's closest or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like that loop we were talking about um, just by chance. I think that definitely can happen um, and it might not even make any sense or might not have any uh, um, valid uh, whatever uh, thing that it's going to be trying to say, mm-hmm. but then there's also the intelligence of, of uh, spirits at the right time that are giving responses. I mean, that's been proven and over using, and, over again. and using the energy to push their message. through. And exactly. So, yeah. Oh gosh. My brain is already uh, going a million miles an hour here because uh, I want to dive into so much. Mike, if you were a ghost, <laughs> would you be a happy one? <clears throat> what would your ghost perspective be? I know it's a, well, it's a silly question, but it's probably impossible I, to answer. But, hey, why not? I'd be happy and having a good time because the first thing I would do yeah, is I, come to you and slap <laughs> you in the face. I knew you were going to say that. And you yeah. would hear my voice or my laughter <laughs> <laughs> well, that's saying, right. I told you so. Oh, you mean this? <laughs> That's I just mm-hmm. I'd be like you would you would hear that. Yeah, I could just be getting 
belted to death here, and then Mike just giggling maniacally in the in the ether somewhere. So it's like, okay, Mike, I would, I would I be happy to a certain point, but it also depends on you know what I've left behind that I would be missing out on too. So there'd have to be some you know a mixture of emotions there. Sure. No, I, I got you. And like I said, it, it's it's a silly question, so I apologize. Right. For well, that, it's but... just a, like you said, a broad. It is question. It is. So. Another thing I want to dive into, Mike, uh, another brain teaser here. <clears throat> okay, Mike, I'm going to posit this question. Okay. Do ghosts feel emotions? Ooh, Mike, uh, he's, um, he's looking at the sky right now. He's Well, thinking, I'm thinking because... Or his ceiling, I should say. You, you hear... <laughs> you hear about ghosts that are crying that appear sad or mm. or the 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 well the anger that's an emotion very much so yes you know um i would have to say of course they do i mean okay um i think there's a gamut of emotion and deep emotion in spirits can these emotions um, i'm sorry for interrupting mike but i i need to get this out there before i forget yeah. can these emotions change within a ghost you know, can, can, if, like you said, we, we've heard of the crying ghosts. We, you know, we, you, you mentioned, you know, the anger coming forth. Can that anger subside? Can the, can the crying ghost no longer be sad? Is that possible? Well, yeah. Think of, uh, think of a ghost that feels like they're, they're stuck here or they're, they're haunting a, a house that, and having these, uh, emotions that show like the, the anger or the sadness or that you hear the crying or, okay. or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, and then when they're helped to, to pass on. Great point. You know, yep. those, those emotions are, are changed by that. They are released of their anger or their sadness or whatever. Uh, I think to be able to pass on. Mm -hmm. Great point. Does that make sense? No, it does. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah, it makes 100% sense. Because like you said, you know, that's how often do we hear about, you know, I even, well, <laughs> I, I, I'm giggling to myself a little bit because I think of, I think of the movie Poltergeist, you know, and, and she's, what's her name again? The, uh, the, um, she wasn't the exorcist, the, the, the medium they brought in. Oh, Tangina Barron. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and she's like, you know, this house. Magic Munchkin as. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Uh, Craig T. Nelson called her the magic <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> You know, and she's like, this house is clear, you know, kind of like it. it this house is clean. You know, so the house is clear. Like the house is clean itself, you know, um, and that's a whole nother topic altogether right there. Uh, haunted, you know, or, you know, the energy that a house may have, the house, you know, the right. house itself could be oh, haunt, haunting the residents. You know what I mean? It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's the building. It's not just the energy of the that. energy of it. Yeah. So, okay, so I, I agree with you, Mike, that ghosts can definitely have emotions because, I mean, as the, go, as the, as the joke goes, you know, ghosts were people too, you know, and, That's right. and they still are, aren't, aren't they? I mean, it's absolutely just in another form, in another form. So why would they not feel emotions? Yeah. Like you said, Mike, especially if they're trapped here or, mm -hmm. you know, or if they're here for any number of reasons, they feel like they have unfinished business, you know, of course they're going to be very emotional and, you know, and quite frankly, mm -hmm. sad. So, uh, right. okay. I get that. I get that. Uh, what do you think about the idea of, of a trapped 
of a trapped ghost. What would the what would the, the the perspective be of a trapped ghost who is not aware of his or hers his or her um, existence, their state of existence, you know, and mm. and I, I yeah, of course the the comedic example is is Beetlejuice, you know, uh, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis, you know, for uh, it took them forever to realize that they were dead. They were uh, right. hold, wait, hold on, hold on. They took them forever to finally realize that we're gone. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> timing is everything there, <laughs> yeah. but um, you, you know, before they come to that realization, that acceptance. I'm I, I'm trying to put into into perspective, if they are in an intelligent form of existence and they are definitely aware of their status. If they were trapped, I could only imagine how angry and frustrated Mike that oh, absolutely and, and how ex- the frustration. Yeah, there's a big one. The anger, the frustration, absolutely. Especially if there are people residing in their former house and they can't they can't contact them. That that they're, they're essentially the only. Um, their 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 only potential contact would be the people residing in their house, and they can't do right. it. Um, yeah, and if they go out the door, it's like sandworms. You hate them, I hate them. <laughs> That's right. yeah. I can't get away from them damn sandworms doing it right now. But uh, I, I yeah, I can only I can only imagine that it's not not a good thing. It adds right. to a lot of the fear of passing away. You know, especially if you aren't of. The utmost faith, you know, of what have you, you don't have the the, the comfort and believing that you are going somewhere. You mm-hmm. know, if you know, I'll, I'll, this is my word of the, of the night, Mike. I'll posit this question to you. It's kind. It is related to the topic, but not necessarily about the pers- the perspective of a ghost. Do you? What do you think are the chances that being afraid of dying? increases your chance of being uh i hate to say it miserable in the afterlife because you aren't accepting it essentially does that question well, if you, make sense to you yeah i believe if you if you have that fear and i mean you could go through your entire lifetime of fearing death and being totally mortified of the thought of death mm-hmm. um that that energy or that emotion could be such a strong energy that would carry over. Yeah. That, uh, you're, you're like, you're burying yourself a negative energy right there. Are you? Oh not? yeah. And, and it's, you're just setting yourself up to be either miserable in the afterlife. If you're stuck mm-hmm. and you can't move on mm-hmm. uh, because of that, or for, because of whatever reason, or, um, if you're at a, at your death, something alleviate that fear at the moment of death. You know what I mean? Like uh, say, like we've talked about many times you're, you're on your deathbed and, and you either, you have a, a family that come to help you along to the next, the next dimension or the next stage of your existence um, that could totally alleviate that fear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's like they set your mind at ease mm-hmm. and it, you have an easy transition. But what if uh, that emotion is so strong in you, that fear is so strong in you that it does carry over and uh, you're going to be tormented afterwards. I mean, yeah. it's, you're just 
your 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 existence is going to be be hell. I don't like that. <laughs> you know, I don't um, like that idea <laughs> or that notion. So, you know, but. so hopefully you're going to be met to uh, by family or by deceased relatives that that can uh, kind of leave that fear and and let you know at that point of passing that you have nothing to fear. Just you come with us and everything is going to be wonderful. Yeah. No, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. You know, help you transition. Absolutely. You know, the, the, the alleviate the, the tensions and alleviate the fear. I, I, I agree, Mike. Um, again, very broad questions I'm throwing towards you. So you are, that's... so I'm giving you very broad answers. <laughs> hey, well, it works. It works. Yeah. Uh, now I'm, I've, I found a very interesting article from the association of psychological science.org. And the article is simply titled, what do ghosts feel? And it's very interesting. This was published back in 2016 and it has a lot of humor in it. It does. But that, you know, sometimes I'm reading it. I feel like it's almost kind of mocking um, the studies a little bit, you know, mm. you know, perhaps it is, but a lot, some of the ideas that is put forth here are, are great. I mean, I like, I, I like them They They definitely make for a good conversation. But the question I wanted to throw towards you, Mike, that's a simple one. Do ghosts enjoy scaring us? And if so, why? <laughs> why? Oh, man. <laughs> Mike Is laughs. it a simple one? Yeah. I, well, I mean, not all of them, gonna, of them are going to enjoy scaring. But I mean, like, if it was me, of course. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh People that have that kind of personality in life, you know, joking jokesters, uh, um, and and what kind of gratification do they get out of it? Is it like, you know, something that's fun for them, or are they scaring people because they're miserable and they want to uh, make somebody else miserable by scaring them, or sure. do they, or are, do they want to um, uh, just really ramp up that fear in somebody that they can feed off of it? There you go. You know. Um, and that would give them, henceforth, that would give them even more energy if they're feeding off of sure. that fear. It's a possibility. I mean, it's a theory, but. Oh, sure. It's, it's my theory, and I'm sticking <laughs> to it. <laughs> uh, the the carbono wheel of theories. Yes. Yeah. Now, there's an interesting quote here uh, from spiritualist William James, and he uh, was quoted as to say, ghosts do not cause us to feel fear. Rather, it is the experience of fear that summons ghosts to us. Mm. What do you think about that? That's, that's kind of intriguing. So It is. That, to me, that's a very negative connotation of all ghosts, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, it, it, it can also go back to that, uh, um, is the energy of that fear drawing them in? Right. You know, like like batteries in your spirit box, you know. Right. No, yeah, great. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I, I would say that that could happen, but um as a possibility, but not that not the only possibility, the only uh mm -hmm. the only answer to that. And, you know, and also to me, not only is it kind of a it kind of encompasses all of it, you know, it um encapsulates all of it, I should say, as a negative connotation or with a negative connotation. But it almost lends 
argument towards the idea that all paranormal occurrences are purely man-made, for lack of a better term. You know, mm. everything that we have experienced, all things ghostly, all things paranormal, all things unexplained, are all basically figments of our own mind. And if it is physical, it is something that we still have conjured up, a.k.a., or not a.k.a., but example, poltergeist activity, where so many argue that poltergeist activity is is conjured up. There's that phrase again. By uh, adolescents, you know, going through their, their uh, it's a, well, it's a very powerful time in their lives, mm-hmm. going through changes. And it's, it's, for some reason, I don't understand the physics of it. I don't understand how it will work, but we are causing this somehow. So mm-hmm. that, that, that quote by William James kind of, to me, I interpret it as, well, we're doing this to ourselves, basically. And I know that mm-hmm. you don't agree with that, Mike, but. No, I, mean, I don't. I mean, I mean, I'm sure that can happen like anything else can happen in the paranormal. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and we don't know for sure. I mean, no, sure, you I'm know, sure. the all the answers for any of this stuff, but uh, we aren't causing something that is happening in a house that we might visit or go into and run into a paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just happens to be there, right? And okay. we run into it and experience it. It's already happening before we get there. Mm-hmm. We are just there at the right time to experience it happening. Doesn't mean that we are making it happen. I gotcha. You yep. know, I I do agree. I do agree with right. you. I mean, you know, I, again, I kind of. I'm not playing the role of the skeptic because no, I, I know you just you're putting it all out there because I, I, there's so many angles yes. that need to be you know, looked at and, and there are so, many angles that. Oh God. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Mike, before, before we started recording, we were kind of bantering back and forth a little bit and you, um, you were suggesting the idea of a ghost, you know, a ghost being frustrated with it, its position in its current um, its current state of existence, I should say. Yeah, in, in its separation and right, you know, the separation from from what is what its living form had always known, the only stuff it had ever known, and it's and it was yeah. you know struggling to accept where it was now. Mm-hmm. And then and we just recently joked about <laughs> after you talked about for you know a minute or two, and I was like, yeah, well, you. You kind of just talked about uh, Patrick Swayze in in the movie Ghosts, kind of. You know? Yeah, and then I was and, like, "Yeah, my <laughs> my water bottle was drained at that well, moment." Well, yeah, but I like yeah, that idea. Yeah. I, I like that notion though because it did. <laughs> my sandbag burst. Well, no, 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 no. It was a great. It's a great. <laughs> I know where you're getting at, Mike, and it was a great idea. Yeah. Okay. And I and uh, and I I I find it intriguing, and I want to talk about it for for a second. Do you believe, do you truly believe in, and that's a great example, the movie Ghost, you know, his, his character Sam, you know, struggling to come to terms with where he was at, you know, and struggling to learn how to communicate, struggling to learn how to physically interact with items and objects and people on that other realm of existence. I think uh, there's a lot of accuracy in it, but I, I okay. don't think there has to be, uh, well, not necessarily always a learning process. Mm-hmm. Um like uh, Patrick Swayze had to do, but 
um, uh, coming to understanding of, of of what their existence is after dying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's. Uh, so you so you're you're kind of leaning towards it would be. Um, a very smooth transition for for everyone involved, and not one person would ever find it a struggle, oh, and they would. No, I no, I think the struggle is there. It's just, um, I don't know. It's like uh, I don't feel like you need to go to ghost school, right? <laughs> you know, to <laughs> ghost school one hundred and one. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, would your teachers but, be you know, invisible too? <laughs> um, what's that? I was a dumb joke. I said, would your teachers be invisible? That was a dumb joke. So, bam, where's the drum beat? Where's the drums? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even speak right now. Um, but I, I like that notion, though, Mike. I mean, yeah. we're, we're utilizing you know a, a pop culture iconic movie as an example. Sure. But, you know, that I can, I personally agree with it. I think it would be a struggle. I, 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 I don't necessarily think it's like you come to a realization where it's like, Oh, I have passed over. I I I I know that I am now not of this earth. I mean, I have moved on. This is a better form of existence for me. I think a lot of times it is, if not the majority of times, it is a struggle. Um, mm-hmm. Which may be negative. I might be being. I might be kind of poo pooing everything right now. But I think it's a definite. Uh, a definite chance that that occurs for for certain it's, right. it's i mean how who doesn't it goes back to goes back to the fear of death especially if you're one who is afraid of dying and you don't want to die or you die in tragic situations you know you die you know very very young any number of examples and then you come to realizations like holy shit you know i just had a baby boy you know i'm a, i'm a young father and now i can't even hold my baby child right. anymore now mm-hmm. you're struggling now you're sad now you're now you definitely feel trapped and and i de- i i think that's a real possibility yeah absolutely so i mean it's not all peaches I agree. not all peaches and cream you know which is kind of it's it ugh, i don't like saying that uh but i could be wrong well, i could in be in death in death it could be much like things are in life. I mean, there are ups and downs and there's frustrations and there are smooth things and there are rough things. Right. You know, so yeah, I mean, it's just a, in a different form and a different, different aspect. And of course, Mike, we have to say this and, and anyone listening to us right now, they are smart enough to know that we are not experts. We don't know what <laughs> right. we're talking about. We're just hypothesizing. We're theorizing. Yeah. Sometimes uh, we're just, Blowing smoke out our <laughs> hey, you said it. Butthole. You said it. <laughs> don't say butthole. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> brings me back to that terrible audio clip that I don't yes, want right. to think about anymore. So uh well, Mike, we're coming up on 40 minutes. Let's well, actually we're really? over, over 40 minutes. So Jeez, I gotta go to bed. Oh my gosh, really? Wow, okay. <laughs> no, no. Um, well, don't do it yet. We got a lot to talk about yet, and we gotta do one last take on the soul away spaceman. So, Mike, it's time for our first time traveling excursion. Let's come back. Let's uh, let's melt our brains a wee bit more, and then let's talk some soul away spaceman. How does that sound to you? Sounds good to me. All right, hold on, boys and girls. We got a time travel. We shall be all right back. All right, we have successfully returned from another time-traveling excursion. Mike, I want to throw this one out at you real quick. Real quick, right off the bat. Real quick. Jump on it. Do spirits 
decide. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> there you go. Ding, no, ding, they ding. do you not. Got it. Um, and if they do, is their poop invisible? Um, do spirits? It, it smells musty, stale, and dry. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. That just for some reason I, I'm just picturing like when they drop a load, it just sounds like a fan going for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, and then there's like a, a little little puff of smoke, <laughs> dusty, <laughs> dusty smoke. <laughs> and and it's like uh and then you smell something like uh burnt rubber that um is lingering after um after years of okay, of get it out, laid out, get it out. Anyway, okay. go ahead. I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, that that joke I'm going fizzled. nowhere with this, so <laughs> it fizzled. So stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that bad term right there, fizzled. We're talking about ghost farts and shit. So um, <laughs> now I was going to ask Mike, do you? Oh, think... One more thing though. Okay. okay, ghost farts. You smell them, but they leave as quick. Oh God! As you smell them. Uh-huh. Okay. Anyway, I, go ahead. Where the hell's my foghorn sound? I mean, like, it's <laughs> not even worth finding it right now. Um, okay. Do ghosts, in your opinion, Mike, from what I, I'm just using the simple term ghosts again, do ghosts choose to stay here? Do they choose to stay on Earth for whatever reason to interact or perhaps to not interact? Is it something that is up to them? I think they have that choice. Um, maybe for a certain amount of time before they leave, or, um, or on the same at the same token, I think they it happens to where they are stuck. You know, you always hear about the unfinished business. Yep. To where that that keeps them from from leaving and passing on. Yep. Um, but. I think they can also have that choice to stay or maybe stay for a certain amount of time um, and do whatever they have in mind to do. And why would they, if, if one, if, if a spirit slash ghost chose to stay here, what first pops into your mind, Mike, as to why they would choose to do so? What first pops in my mind and it popped into my mind even before you said that (laughs) was, uh, um, for helping who, who is left behind yep. the living to um, to make to accept and to grieve properly, and to make sure that they're all right mm. with the loss of their loved one. That's the first thing that comes to mind, and that and that makes sense. Yeah, you know they want to make sure that who they have left behind is okay and make sure that they know that they are okay. We hear that how many times, you know, the right. visitation of uh, somebody in a dream or, or, or uh, in real life, uh, letting some, the, the living know that I'm okay. There's nothing to worry about. Everything is good. You know? Um, and the, and that makes sense to, I, I go back to our, our last chat with Dustin Perry where we right. talked, he was talking about, you know, the, the theory that. That's I, I right. Guess I'm not sure that if it's a theory. Or... Yeah, I guess I, it's called a theory. You know, the idea that spirits slash ghosts linger for up to two weeks, it seems, because mm-hmm. that, that seems to be that that time frame for whatever reason. And it makes right. total sense, Mike, when you when you say that. 
as to like they they want to hang around just long enough. Yeah, maybe it's a struggle for them to hang around you know, because it, that that push that pull, the pull that they're getting there that they're right. getting to go to the next realm of existence is so strong. But they're like, no, I need to stay here to know that my loved ones are okay, that they know that I'm okay. Like you said. Mike, and it has that short time frame. And again, it makes mm-hmm. sense for personal experiences, personal stories that I've been told from my mom. My mom's had two husbands who have died, you know, you know, uh, uh, during her life. And she's had kind of odd, weird experiences immediately following their past, mm-hmm. their passing, I should say. And the skeptics, the uber skeptics, the pseudo skeptics would say that, well, that's just her emotions playing mind tricks on her. But you and I, Mike, and our listeners tend to believe that no, she is tr- she was truly getting signs from both my mm-hmm. dad and uh, my my well my stepfather, you know Mick, who just recently passed away, right? Because it was immediately following his passing that she was getting all of these signs, Mike, that she she interpreted as signs. So was Mick there, just making sure that she was indeed okay before he moved on for good. Yeah, and I believe so. But what's important is uh, the person that is getting the visitation, um, what they take from it and what they feel without having to even analyze it. You know, what do they automatically feel? What what are they what are they getting from this? Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, if they can if a person can can take that uh, visitation or the message that they're getting and and believe it without doubt um uh then that is gonna that's gonna help them of course and it's also gonna help the the one passing over able to pass over you know the living can the oh, living can keep somebody good, good point. from passing over okay yeah and not absolutely letting them go. oh that struck a chord with me mike yeah you know, in their in their stage of grieving and not accepting yeah. the passing of their loved ones in a way, right. in a sense, in a very real sense, like you said, that is keeping them from transitioning. That's a right. great point. Yeah. I like that. I, I, I believe that. Yeah, I do too, now that you said it. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> a great point. Wow. Go on, Mike. You you kind of gave me a little chills there with that one. Mm. So you should pat yourself on the back. Okay. On your voluptuous back. <laughs> my my volu- voluptuous humpy back <laughs> oh god don't say humpy i don't like that <laughs> that one doesn't sound good um, uh, my my curvaceous uh, uh i don't like um, that either <laughs> uh what you know it's a uh, well i do have a curvaceous back because i <laughs> yeah, but your I have spine been, is curved <laughs> yes <laughs> because right. my spine has that scoliosis that uh, <laughs> uh doctors and x-rays show <laughs> Now, when you had said, this isn't necessarily about um, a ghost perspective, but I do want to throw this out there before I forget. I, I had I shared on, on the twat, on the Twitter. <laughs> um, what you know, I, when what you I, say that, I get this. this I know, uh, it sounds gross. It I get this, uh, this total visualization of something. Don't even um, say it. Something uh, that should not be no. visualized yes. with <laughs> words going across it. So uh, <clears throat> on the twit. I I, um, I posted that. What I had texted you uh, earlier, um, when I, I thought I had that weird kind of experience myself this last week. You remember that, Mike? Um, it was it was pretty 
Um, I'm trying to remember. Well, and you immediately wrote back and you said, what were you thinking of? Were you thinking of a loved one? Were you thinking of a friend or something like that? Because I had one of those weird moments, Mike, where I swore I heard and saw That's right. one That's of right. our kids behind me. And uh, by the, when I turned around to look, all I saw was like a fleeting glimpse of, I don't know what it was. Um, mm-hmm. for, um, in or, the best way to, to, to describe it without sounding weird, it was as if the last part I saw was like their butt going, you know, it was like that high. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> that and, high. and it was going between or going behind the, the wall, the hallway wall. Because, you know, okay. I, I heard so something. So you saw something curvaceous and voluptuous. Uh, no, don't call the kids curvaceous and <laughs> voluptuous. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm not saying it was a kid because it obviously was not one of the kids. Well, well, oh, the very true, very true. You're right, you're right. Um, so don't put that on me. No, I will not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, was like, um, uh, I lost my train of thought now. Um, yeah, okay. I, now I regained it. I had that moment where I swore... I could sense them behind me. I heard something moving behind me, turned around, and I, I, I thought it was uh, uh, Jaden, Bridget's daughter, my stepdaughter, mm-hmm. um, walking behind, going to the what is the bathroom. And, uh, behind. So at this point, this is all you were sensing. You didn't see that. That's what I, well, that's what I sensed and heard. I right. heard something. I turned around, and I saw that glimpse of whatever it was. You know, sorry, you know, butt height. I saw something... You know, mm-hmm. kind of go behind the wall there. So much so where I, I, I turned around and I called out her name twice. Is it Jaden? I walked up, no reply. And I, I told Bridget, I said, like, did Jaden just come back up here? I mean, I, I audibly asked Bridget. I was like, did Jaden just walk up here? Did she go past? I continued. I walked towards the bathroom. I could see the bathroom door was open. The light was off. I, but I was still befuddled, and I was certain that Jaden was in there, so much so that I said, Jaden, are you in the bathroom with the light off right now? I mean, I actually <laughs> asked that um, because okay. I could have swore she was in there. But no, no kid, um, nothing. Mm. And it was it was odd, one of those weird, odd experiences. So I just well, wanted to throw that out It's more than odd, more than strange. Um, the thing is, is that the only reason that you thought it was one of the kids yeah, is because that's the only thing that your mind could rationalize. Yeah, you know, you know, it. it's not like like uh, you heard the kid's voice, you didn't hear, you know, or see one of the kids. You heard something, mm-hmm. you turned around, saw something, and in your mind, it automatically had to be one of the kids because what else could it be? So, you know, if you yeah. remove that. Remove that totally, because obviously it wasn't one of the kids. It wasn't Jaden. Right. Um, but you definitely sensed something behind you. You definitely absolutely heard something behind you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can say that, right? You definitely heard something. I did. I mean, it's not it wasn't like it, your imagination, was no, it? No, it, I mean, it wasn't like it was a, you know, uh, extremely noticeable, you know, audible sound. Just but- like the shadow person that I heard. Yeah, duck, duck, down behind the couch. But it was almost like kind of not uh, like a. Uh, it was just a noise. It was like a shuff, yeah. a shuffling, maybe. It was know? almost like even if it was something as simple as, um, you know, pants legs rubbing together as somebody took a step. 
Right. Yeah. You know, um, uh, it's, it's not a lot, but it would be a sound that goes along with somebody moving. Yeah. That you associate with somebody behind you. Yep. Moving and making a sound. And I did. And, you, and as you turned around, you actually saw what again? You I, saw. I you actually saw. I no, thought. No, don't I did. put the thought on there. No. <laughs> what well, did you see? Like I said, I just thought. I'm. I have, I'm. I'm putting in the thought, Mark. Uh, Mark okay, Mike. Okay. I. I thought I saw again butt height, and I'm not trying to sound weirder, but it would have been like Jaden's butt cheek, like you know, okay. the last thing I saw going past behind the wall. It was at that height. And yeah. that's like I just caught the, the last glance, you know, glimpse of her before she. Yeah, and, you know, it, and and it wasn't like a, a really clear, like oh, you can tell the color of the pants or anything. It was just no, like no, it was a movement. Yeah, absolutely. More like a movement. Yep, no colors or anything okay. like that. You're right. So, so, okay, so I'm trying. I'm seeing this, and I'm I'm seeing this. I don't know if you want to call it my third eye or whatever, <clears throat> you know. And I'm and I'm talking about my third eye be, between my on my forehead, not my third eye, not my, <laughs> just, just but, stop, stop. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, so what I'm saying is I'm, I, and I can see this and I can, I can picture you or I am seeing you turning around with, uh, and be and becoming confused with what you're experiencing. But at the same time, as you know, you heard something. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. You thought you saw something, right? I did. But that, but what you thought you saw definitely goes along with what you did hear it going did. around into that doorway. It did. And was not a child. Was not and, a person. And, and so, and I'm repeating myself your, here. In okay. your explanation of what you have and what you can put together. What was it? Was it your imagination or was it something actually I, there? I don't know, Mike. I'm not going to say it. it you was won't my, let yourself know. I'm not going to say it was my imagination because that would piss you off. Oh, good. That's a start. <laughs> but, but, but you did hear something, though, didn't you? Well, I thought I heard something. I thought I saw okay, something. Okay, you're putting it all back to but thought. The, the fact, <laughs> the, the, the point, the aspect of this experience that befuddles me the most is just that I felt it so much that I was mm -hmm. certain that Jaden was in the bathroom so much so yeah. that I called out and said, Jaden, are you in the bathroom with the light off right now? Because the door to the bathroom was open, the light was off. And I was like, kind of asking, I was like, essentially like, why are you in there? Why are you in there with the light off? That's basically what I was insinuating by right. asking but, if she was there. So you were so sure that you heard something yes. and that you thought that you saw something yes that you were almost sure enough to ask Jaden are you in the bathroom with the light off yes i did that's more than imagination unless <laughs> you know your imagination is so strong that it it well, manifests things it could be well hey that's another that's another topic altogether right it there it is Mike. totally but okay what is it that made you think that it was Jaden instead of maybe Macy. Uh, well, uh, well, the logical answer was simply because Macy wasn't with us. That wasn't with us during the, okay. during the school. So week. what? So your mind went to the most logical uh, thought of who it could have been. 
Yes, absolutely. That's all. Yes. Not that you had a feeling or a felt that it was made, uh, uh, Jaden. Just that that's. Uh, that's uh, that, well, now that you put it that way, it's like, well, did I think it was her for some reason? But uh, we'll stick with what we'll stick with that. That she would have been the only possibility. Okay. Because she would have been okay. coming from upstairs because her bedroom's downstairs. She would have been coming from upstairs, you know, uh, coming up the stairs behind me through the kitchen. Right you know, to go to the bathroom for whatever reason, you know, grab her makeup or whatever, you know, or anything like mm-hmm. that. And so I I assumed it would have been her. That's why. And was this nighttime, daytime? Uh, about It was not that long after I got home after work. Probably about oh, five. Okay, so five it was light or, and everything. There was no... Well, no, it was dark it out. dark or anything? Well, it was dark outside. But, okay, but light in the house. Yes, yes. The kitchen was lit. Yes. So it was interesting. For sure, mm. and you know, and I've had some similar experiences, Mike, where I, I'm sitting on, on the you know, on the recliner, or whatever, it, and I'd have that feeling so strongly that someone was standing behind me, where I literally turn around expecting to see mm-hmm. somebody there because I knew someone was there, but of course, no one was. So that means so much that you are dismissing. Ah, <sighs> but. Again, the skeptics, though, Mike, will say, the pseudo-skeptics will say that it's just simply your mind. Your mind is doing this to you. But you are not a pseudo-skeptic. No, I am not. I I, I am not. So don't even put a pseudo-skeptic into the mix of this. <sighs> they have nothing to do with it. Okay. Nothing to do with it. But you're not saying that. But it is a possibility, though. You can't deny that it's a possibility that it's your mind that's just doing it. For whatever reason you think of, you could have, I could have been there daydreaming about somebody and so much so that all of a sudden you felt like they're, they're behind you. Do you remember reason. daydreaming at the time? No, of course I don't. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I was like watching a football game. and that, you know, so. I, uh, When it comes to a certain time of, of, of uh, experiencing these things more than once, you know it's happened. You know the, the feelings that you get from this Sometimes you have to put, I'm going to use this word and you need to apply this. Okay. And I've told you this before. Go with what you felt, what you feel you saw, what you feel you heard or what you actually heard and have faith (laughs) that there was something there. And it wasn't just your analytical skeptic mind throwing games out at you what do you what are you suggesting like have faith in yourself don't <sighs> doubt so much okay I... you want to believe so much but but you 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 don't allow yourself to wow you doubt yourself what That's is good... it what is in your mind that you that makes you doubt so much and i don't want to get so analytical here but no I, this I is know. this is this is a part of what we've been talking about though you know what do spirits think about whatever what do humans think what do we think very good about that side so that's so let's just switch it around a little bit and i'm gonna i'm using you as yeah what do you think and why do you think the way you do Hmm. that's about the spirit world that's a great question and why is it that there's a wall that's put up i wish i knew the answer because i don't want that wall there mike i know you want to believe so bad but yeah but you 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 can't and it's, it's I've been with you how many times when you have experienced things mm-hmm. and I have taken the same things that I've experienced with you, knowing that that that, that really happened. 
I, I, I know you and I are two different people, but we experience things together. Yes. Yeah, and I know true. that that really happened. That's we really got that on recording. We really mm-hmm. experienced that. But there's something that you I need. I think you need to see a hypnotist and get some <laughs> some deep rooted issue. I got just something there chucked that, out of your head. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> well, you know what? Well, we have to clarify the difference, too, because like you said, I believe it. I am a believer, Mike. I do believe in it. Yeah, but for some reason, you don't believe that you can experience these things. You know, but you know, maybe, you know, maybe I need to do a deep. Maybe I need to meditate on it or something. And uh, absolutely, because, because I'm like, you know, I say I believe, but maybe I don't. You know, maybe I truly, maybe deep well, you, down, you, for you, something, you, some reason, I, I, I don't. But you I don't 100 percent believe. Otherwise, I, you would I, have faith in things that you have yeah. experienced that you and I have experienced together. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. It's crazy, man. But then again, maybe maybe you're at a point in your excuse me, I'm <laughs> Mike's belching. I'm belching. <laughs> <laughs> the spirits um, are getting to you, getting to your gastrointestinal sexus, uh, maybe, uh, system. Maybe this is the level that you're supposed to be at right now. Mm. You know, maybe you haven't gotten to the point where you I'm still learning. Are exactly you have things that you need to figure out in your own life, in your own mind, in your own beliefs, mm-hmm. in your own uh, religious beliefs that you've been brought up with. And I'm yeah. not joking about that. I no, mean, I, I know you aren't. That it all is one big package. Mm-hmm. You have to uh, come to terms with many things before you can have that faith. You just might not be there yet. You- Obviously, you aren't there yet. Do you, you know, Mike, a thought just popped into my brain. I'm going with my thoughts. Okay. Okay. I, that's I, what you need I, to do. And I apologize that we're kind of going on a tangent here, but it is, it is still related. Right. Um, and I, I'm going to come, come full circle and ask you a question about this, this occurrence that happened to me this last week, Mike, as far as a ghost perspective. But without going on too long here, this thought that just popped into my mind was, I cannot deny, and I don't want to be all sad and depressing. I cannot deny that my dad passing away at when I was eight years old had a profound effect on me. Oh, absolutely it did. And a traumatizing I, profound effect. Traumatizing. I mean, I'm doing well. I feel like I'm doing well, you know, uh, but there has to be something in instilled in me from that from that. Yeah. Very sad uh, happening. Maybe that is somehow blocking me. Somehow. Absolutely very well could be. That's the only thing that I'm kind of, kind of thinking about. Um, Which doesn't make sense because you think that, you know, that would make me just want to be even more open to everything because I want to believe that my dad is still out there somewhere, you know, so, so badly I want to believe that. So you'd think that I'd be even more open, but maybe it's done the, maybe it's done the opposite. I, I guess I don't know. I mean, but that definitely has had an effect on me. It obviously has affected my way of thinking yeah. in some way or another. So I don't yeah. know, maybe I have so, something to do with it. <laughs> You know, instead of me getting frustrated, which I'm sure I sound frustrated <laughs> with you right now, which I know I, sometimes you're... I do get frustrated with oh, you. Oh, sure. But, I know you do. But that's totally the wrong wrong way for me to go. 
I should be more understanding because I think you're, you're hitting a, a good point there. Um, I don't know what it has to do with all that or where the, the whole connection is, but um, that's probably very so, true. Now going back full circle here before, because we need to time travel here and, and uh, wrap it up with one last take on the Solway spaceman. What would Mike, let's say that what I experienced this week was somehow paranormal there was mm-hmm. something behind me. There was something making noises. There was something, you know, that darting across, you know, our, our kitchen towards the bathroom. What would that ghost's perspective be, Mike? I mean, that's another really broad <laughs> question right there. Hmm. But if that was an intelligent uh, apparition, or whatever you want to call it, what were they thinking? What's going on through their um ghostly mind at that time are they it like, needed to get into the bathroom before you noticed it <laughs> hey ghost at the <laughs> p2 didn't quite make it. <laughs> it didn't quite make it it's like damn it he noticed me um yeah do you think that it, it's it was trying to give me a sign and if it was giving me a sign why wasn't it being more obvious about it i don't think there was a sign to it i think it was just a just an event just an event it could have been anything I mean, anything yeah so any number I don't think it was trying to give you if there was supposed to be a sign there it would have been more direct instead of I agree I agree it's fleeting as it was so maybe that was just kind of like a slip in the uh in 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 time Absolutely. almost in the time continuum okay I get it I get it I mean shit <laughs> like that happens all the time man when people oh, don't every dismiss. day every day that we don't even notice when when you think that you see something in the corner of your eye don't dismiss it don't dismiss it that um, doesn't mean that it is something it could be a floaty. I mean, it could I, be. I have plenty of those. But just think about, you know, but, <laughs> but, t- but take a moment to ponder. A floater. You know, take a moment to ponder. And, you know. What's a floaty? Is a floaty the thing in the toilet or is a floater? Oh, God. In uh, the toilet or is a floaty in your eye? I'm thinking a floater about in when, your I, eye? when I hear floaties, I think about the the devices you put or the, 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 oh, <laughs> the shit you wrap around your arms to help you float. <laughs> those um, are flotation devices. There you go. Flotation devices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, well, Mike, um, we need to wrap this up, but we have to dive yeah. into the Solway Spaceman, my friend. Are you good? You good? You ready I'm to do good. it? Well, yeah. I hate. Yeah, um, okay. So what? Are we just going to keep going or are we going to time travel? No, no, no. no. We're time traveling first. So I'm definitely making oh, yeah. you time travel right hey, now. Yeah, and I'm ready for the Solway thing. Let's do it, man. Um, <laughs> hold on, boys and girls. You don't want to miss this. We shall be right back. <laughs> Okay, we have returned from yet another successful time traveling excursion. Okay, Mike, it is time. It is time for one last take, my friend. I love this segment. Um, yes, something we do on each episode. We absolutely. finish the episode with a one last take on some certain subject that might be fun, could be good, could be bad, but usually it could be and most likely is interesting. Well, very, hey, very well said. Very well said. Yes. <laughs> um <laughs> This one, uh, we're just going to cut right to the chase. We talked about this uh, infamous photo. I'm doing air quotes for infamous. Infamous photo back. It uh, is infamous, actually. Back in the day, years ago, on the Alternate Route podcast. And uh, it's perfect fodder for a one last take absolutely. segment, Mike, because it it is absolutely up in the air. It is divided down yep. the middle between you either think it's something odd or you think it's simply explained as since 1964 uh still 
a mystery. It is. And the fact that it is still being talked about and is going to be talked about for years to come oh, yeah. adds credence to the mystery itself. Um, yeah, the Solway Spaceman photo, Mike. Now, uh, yeah. I'm going to throw this to you because as we talked during our time-traveling excursions, I feel like I, t- I talk way too damn much. <laughs> and But you like hearing yourself talk. No, though. I don't. I hate I my voice. I know you don't. <laughs> you hate it. Um, but I wanted to throw this to you to give a quick, uh, uh, give them the details, give them the tail of the tape, so to speak, here of what yeah. exactly the Solway Spaceman photo is all about. And then we're going we're gonna to rap about it. Yeah, well, it is very interesting. Uh, like we said, 1964, uh, taken on Berga Marsh, overlooking the Solway Firth in Cumbria, England. England. Hopefully, with our English listeners, I said that all correctly with Cumbria, the right pronunciation. Yes. Um, the BBC News actually reported that Jim Templeton, and I'm just I'm reading this a little bit here, paraphrasing Jim Templeton. He took uh, the photo of his daughter. Um, uh, yeah, like I said, in 1964, but what it shows is his daughter sitting on the grass, uh, this nice, pretty little dress, this little girl, um, holding flowers, like I said, and she is smiling at the camera and right behind her head, which looks like it's standing behind her. Um, I don't know, a few feet back is what looks like a spaceman in a white suit. It looks like wearing a, a helmet with a. It looks dark, like a like the generic, right? Uh, like a generic uh, spaceman right. outfit, you know. It does like, a, uh, like an astronaut. Looks like helmet. a helmet with a dark uh, face shield on. Um. Uh. It, it and it goes on to where this has been discussed over and over again on different formats and whatever. And actually, he was actually visited by two men in black. That's right. Yes. With this. And uh, who, who they, asked were, him to, and they like, only referred themselves to number nine and number 11. And they asked him to like take them to the site of where the mm-hmm. photo was taken. And I, if, I believe if I'm, I'm literally pulling this out of my ass for uh, memory wise, I believe they said uh, or they asked him. Oh, how the hell did it go again, Mike? I know they left him there in anger, basically, after he brought him to the site. And they they like basically they disagreed with whatever the hell he said, and they just left him there, and they they left him to walk home after they right. drove, you know, after he drove them out there to the site. I'm gonna yeah. pull, I I need to pull this up so I can get this this the, the numbers straight here and the stats straight. Um, yeah, there. Yeah, and I, what I would didn't you say? Catch that would you say part. that? Oh, you didn't. Really? No, where uh, I mean, I did, you know, about the part with the uh, visitation, but not where he took yeah. them up there and they left him. No, yeah, that's absolutely the case. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. I'll pull it up as well, Mike. Looking at the photo, I, what would you say that image looks like? It if if it was the average human size, to me, right. it looks like it would be mm, what 30, 40, 30 feet behind the girl. Right, I would say that too. Um, but to me, okay, you see the white suit, you see, you know, what could look like a helmet with a dark face shield, but sure. if you look the way at the body, the from the neck down, and the way the arm is, uh, bent. is bent, it's almost hard to tell if it is facing towards the camera or away from it. It is. You look at the way the arm is bent. 
Yeah, you can't tell if it would be the right arm or the left arm because exactly, exactly. I mean, and the the white suit, um, there's no like uh, anything button up or or showing anything on the front of it. If this is the front of it, there's no seam or anything. It's just a straight white, almost like uh, the back of a shirt. So. You know whether it is something that is facing forwards or backwards. You know it's just hard to tell. Yeah, all the all the shading aspects of what we see here is it's it's difficult to to um, kind of gauge a perspective. Right. Um, the the only sure thing I'm seeing when I'm looking at the photo, Mike, is underneath the arm, whether whether it's the right arm or the left arm, you can see the dark shadows underneath right. where the elbow is bent. So obviously mm-hmm. you can tell where the light is coming from, but again, which way is it facing? Right. And which way is that arm bent? Is it, is it I, to is me, it, is it bent if forward? I, if or... I think about it to me, I, I, to me, it looks more like it is the back of somebody. And that's, that's what it and, looks like to me too. And what I get from how I get that is uh, the, the way the arm looks like it's bent and which, and if that is on the head, that is definitely not a black face shield no it could be somebody's hair and that's what we're going to you know we're, we're going to get into that op that uh potential explanation uh again jim templeton is the man who took this photo taking photo he took like a series of photos of his daughter in this field and he says that and, the, the only people nearby were uh, a couple like an el- elderly couple uh, pensioners he called them yes yes and they were they weren't even close to the area where they were taking well, this photo. Uh, the pensioners, I believe, were actually sitting in a car. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. You are correct. Yeah. Other than his wife, Annie, that and two pensioners sat in a car. The Carlisle fireman maintained he had not seen anyone else that day on Berg Marsh. Nowhere on Berg Marsh did he see anyone overlooking the Solway Firth in Cumbria. It was, he said, only when the chemist who processed his pictures pointed out the shot had been spoiled by a figure that he realized there had been somebody or something else present. And he says that he took three pictures of his daughter, Elizabeth in a very, uh, all three pictures. She was posed very in a similar pose. Mm-hmm. And he was quote unquote shocked when the middle picture came back from Kodak displaying what looks like a spaceman in the background. Templeton insisted that he did not see the figure until his photographs were developed, like you, like you said, Mike. And analysts at Kodak confirmed confirmed that the photograph was indeed genuine. So there is something in the background, but the question is what? Is yeah, exactly what and how no. did it get there? Um, but there's a lot of theories. Um, some people claim that it was a spirit. Others believed Jim or his daughter had psychic powers they had not been aware of. Um, but it did get much weirder. And this is when uh, the came, um, I'll read here, then came a visit from two men in black who asked to be taken to the spot where the image was taken and referred to each other only as number nine and number 11. Um, oh, this, and then it gets just crazy. Mike, like Mike, can going I get, all over the place. Can I interrupt real quick though? Yeah, go because, ahead. Because to answer your question there, or not answer your question, but to clarify what you had not heard of before, um, yes, indeed, Templeton was visited by these two men in black who claimed that they were from the government, worked for the government in any whatever capacity. 
And uh, they, Templeton claimed that they refused to show their identification and that they had, quote-unquote, said they worked for the government and that they were only identified by number, like you said, 9 and 11. Now, mm-hmm. at, then after number taking nine, the men... Number 9. Number 9. Number 9. I was, waiting, nine, I was waiting for you to do nine, that. Number 9. <sighs> number 9. Okay, I'll go ahead. Are you done? I'm done. Okay. Now, after taking the men to the site where the photos were taken, Templeton said that when he explained he had not seen the figure at the time the photos were taken, the men became angry and drove away, leaving him there to walk home. In -hmm. September 1964, Templeton dismissed the two men as frauds, saying, quote-unquote, it all looks like a leg pull to me. I'm sure the men were not security agents. So that adds a little twist to this. It does. Because if this is all big, if this is all one big hoax, one big conspiracy, obviously Mr. Templeton doesn't feel like he's a part of this because he thinks he's saying he's calling out these gentlemen as frauds themselves. Right. Themselves, I should say. Um, that makes it a little, that makes it kind of intriguing. Why, if, if he was faking this, I guess, why go to the, through the effort of claiming that he's bringing these agents out there and that they right. get pissed at him and leave them there for no, you know, to walk home after not identifying themselves. And yeah, I, I don't know. It's a little intriguing, weird <sighs> twist to that story. Yeah. It, it's very strange, but it, it does get even weirder. I mean, getting, uh, Oh yeah, it does. Uh, uh, the, the link to a planned launch of a blue streak missile in Woomera, South Australia, <clears throat> even have you read that where it, it actually is, uh, they're connecting it with that. The blue streak missile launch. I just read it right now. Blue streak missile launch yeah. at the Woomera test range in South Africa, uh, South Australia. Right. Claims that it's that a, had been yeah, aborted claims. That it was aborted because the figures of two large men were seen on the firing range. Interesting. And these are also claimed by Templeton. And he says that the alleged technicians, or he alleged that technicians later saw his photograph in an Australian newspaper and found the figures to be exactly the same. Let's back up here so we so we can get the uh, the um not the perspective here, the context. Da, 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 da. What we just spoke of here in BBC Look North. That's either I, I I'm ignorant about that. Is that a magazine or a newspaper article? I'm not sure. I believe so. Yeah, it must be. In BBC Look North interview, in the BBC Look North interview, and a letter to the Daily Mail, like you said, Mike Templeton also said that a Blue Streak missile launch. Now I'm clicking on Blue Streak. Blue Streak was a British intermediate range ballistic missile. So we have to clarify what Blue Streak was all about, <clears throat> just for. Um, just so we know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Now, and missile launch at the Woomera test range in South Australia, blah, 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 blah. Now I am reading. Had been aborted because of figures of two large men. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. So, the, okay, now I'm getting a little confused here. Yeah, it kind of gets going all over the place. Then, uh, then goes on to say that responding to... Re- a request from ufologists to know if the photo was of interest to the authorities, a British Ministry of Defense official said that the Templeton photo was of no interest to them. Mm. Interesting. 
In 2011 interview, shortly before his death, Templeton, then 91, said that Elizabeth and grandson Thomas, his daughter Elizabeth and grandson Thomas, were taking over as custodians of his 20,000 image historical library. But still, been, you know, it's still a mystery as to what the hell is going on with this photo. Nothing right. has ever been proven or debunked. We have to read about... Uh, um, we have to do the uh, devil's advocate here, though, Mike. Right. One of the possible explanations of what exactly is this quote-unquote spaceman. And this was posited by UFO book author David Clark back in 2014. He says that the spaceman is simply most likely Templeton's wife. He goes mm -hmm. on to say that his wife, Annie, who was indeed present, was seen on another photograph taken that day. And he says that I think for some reason his wife walked into the shot and he didn't see her because with that particular make of camera, you could only see 70% of what was in the shot through mm -hmm. the viewfinder. Annie Templeton was wearing a pale blue dress on the day in question, which was in fact partially overexposed as white in another right. separate photo. She also had dark bobbed hair, which could explain maybe what looks like the face shield. Right. It had been see, that, that kind of makes sense to me, actually. Well, that does. It does. It had been argued because, that you know, um, when using yeah. photo software to darken the image and straighten, straighten to uh, the horizon, the figure increasingly appears to be a regular person viewed from behind. Now, I mentioned this earlier, Mike, tonight before we started recording. One thing that I do question about this, when he says that, uh, I have to go back to the quote, when he says, when you see her because with that particular make of camera, you only see 70% of what was in the shot through the viewfinder. That makes me question, well, what the hell type of photographer is this guy? When you look at the photo, cut off 30% of it. What's he focusing on then? Exactly. Because he says that you, you only see 70% of what is in the shot. So look at that photo. Mm -hmm. How could that be? What is he cutting off there where there's only 70% viewable? There's nothing cut off if he's taking a picture of his daughter. It's perfectly. You you know what I'm saying there. You kind of get what I'm getting. What I'm what you get what I'm shooting for, buddy. <laughs> I mean, hmm. I, he's either a horrible photographer, right? Or he he's like he's cutting off the top of his daughter's head. I don't understand what is missing here. What what thirty percent is gone? That he wouldn't have seen. The figure right. is directly above his daughter's head. Directly above her head. Mm -hmm. So what that, that that explanation doesn't make sense because it no. would have been there. The image no. would have and been the there. The thing is, too, is that you know, whatever camera you have, and I've looked through very old cameras, um, and there, you know, if there's 30% that's cut off you still center your subject in the viewfinder that you are looking through. That's what I'm saying. And she, that image is directly above her head. Right. I mean, I, I, I took the real wide roundabout way of trying to get to that point, and I apologize for that. But his, his debunking of that doesn't debunk the fact that it's directly above her head. Right. I'm going exactly. to read it again. Just so we're clear, we're clear here, Mike. He says, UFO book author David Clark, who's debunking this, he says, I think for some reason his wife walked into the shot and he, Mr. Templeton, 
didn't see her because with that particular makeup camera, you could only see 70% of what was in the shot through the viewfinder. So he's saying that he didn't see her directly above his daughter's head. Yeah, I don't I don't buy that. I mean, is that you look at the photo? I'm 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 looking at it with my finger right now. I'm trying to cut off thirty percent so I can see seventy percent of a percent of it. I still see at least the elbow and the arm. If I'm I'm cutting right. off thirty percent, and if it if he indeed is cutting that off, oh, I'm getting frustrated looking at this, Mike, because I don't I that argument I just don't I I I'm not gripping it. No, I don't I don't buy it either. Hmm. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It just clicked with me. Shit. Okay. I feel like I should delete this last ten minutes. It's I now 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 <laughs> no. now I got it. Okay, I see. I was looking at it backwards, Mike. Okay. Okay, I see it now. I I understand what he's saying because he only does see. Assuming that. Okay, let me see. Let me see how I can phrase this. <laughs> He's focusing on his uh, beautiful little, his daughter's face here, and he sees her 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 haircut. He doesn't see the top of her head because you know thirty percent of the uh, of the picture he will the eventual picture he's not going to see. Okay. And then when I lift, I'm blocking it off with my pen right now. And when I lift my pen, well then yeah, of course there's that image. I get it now. Oh, damn it. Maybe that does explain it. If it's only... Hmm. Maybe his mom did sincerely walk behind there. But yet, why Why did he explain that she was, she was in not the there. car with the two pensioners? And nobody else was even there. And would that simply be her, her haircut? The bobbed haircut, which looks like the shield, shielded face? If she wasn't in the car and she was standing behind her daughter. Okay, but okay, for a second now. Devil's advocate, Mike. Okay. He's focusing on his daughter's face. How would he not see his wife walk into the frame? How would he not see her feet walk into the frame? Even if it was right. cut exactly. off. Exactly, right. Even if he only sees 70% of it? Looking through that, he wasn't looking through the camera the entire time. Right. He would have been looking, bringing the camera up. Oh, that's right. And then right. dropping the camera. Oh, my and... God. Ah, I'm going back and forth on this again now. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, hmm. Mike, what do you think? It's one last take time, man. What do you, what do you think? I, I apologize for confusing our listeners. I didn't mean to do so, but I, I, think I, I, misinterpreted, there was something... I misinterpreted it. I don't think that it was... Uh... Uh, the family trying to put put a hoax over on people. Mm-hmm. I don't think this was pre-planned as a as a let's make it look like there's a, a spaceman behind the girl. Right. Right. I think something strange happened. Something that they aren't even sure of happened. 
but then you have to 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 bring in the idea of well, what about the men in black, and what about all this other stuff that it gets really deep. That's the weird part. Um, One you of know, the weird parts. Where did that come from? I mean, that's a lot to come up with. Mm-hmm. You know, like I got I got an example. Well, and why it's kind it, of an example? Know, if 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 Jim Templeton made up made made that up about the men in black visit visiting him. Why would he then poo-poo them as being frauds? Right. Yeah, and, there's things like that, that that make you that make you wonder. But yeah, make I you... mean, think I mean, think about it for a second. It's like you know, he was if if true, if it was really a, a faked photo, and he's really trying to fool people. I mean, that took a lot of uh, pre-planning. He's like, oh, by the way, I'm going to fake this photo, and then I'm going to say that I was visited by Men in Black, yeah. and then I'm going to claim myself that I thought those Men in Black were frauds. Just and then back in 1964, you know, did they even know what men in black were? That's a good question. You know, you know, how much did they know about things like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Well, Mike, what would be your last take on our on our, our rambling, uh, bumbling, stumbling uh, attempt at describing well, what God, the soul it goes back and forth. Is. It does. It really does. Um, we have to we have to make a decision, though. That's what one last take is all about, man. What is your last take? What is your opinion, your take on the Solway Spaceman image? My take is that this was not something that they pre-planned, not something that they hoaxed. Um, <clears throat> something, oh my God. <laughs> Mike's getting frustrated. I love uh, it. I don't love that you're frustrated, but I, I can tell you the wheels are spinning. In your, you know, and in I have mind. to think too, is it? Why would there be a spaceman just all of a sudden appearing there for a moment enough to be in this photograph and then be gone? Or was sure. it just a glitch in 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 uh, the time continuum thing again, or the uh, you know, or the uh, um, in the Matrix where this popped out? And you mentioned Mike. I I I'm being honest. I hadn't even thought about this possibility, but you mentioned that that did they capture a ghost? That's very possible too. I, and that might be even more likely. That seems more of a rational explanation to me. Maybe it's a, um, yeah, or, something that uh, maybe in that area there was uh, like a, a Roman battle, you know, centuries beyond be before oh. that. Uh, <laughs> You're diving deep into that popped one. out. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, do I you, think something do you happened, and do you I buy think it's it as, a 60% chance that it's paranormal. Oh, thank you. You read my mind, because I was going to ask you. I said, like, do you buy it as something unexplainable and something odd slash paranormal? And you right. think so. You're leaning towards 60% something yeah. out of the yeah. ordinary. I can't go much further than 60%. No, I no, I agree with you. I agree with you on that one. Um, man, it's it's intriguing, that's for sure. It's I, Again, if it's his wife, how the hell did he not? see her walking into the frame from the left yeah. or the right either way he would have seen her walk into the frame yeah unless his wife was whether like, it would have been just her feet or whatever yeah um did did mr templeton gain financial uh benefits from hoaxing this yeah uh, and, and we i we, well we don't know that for sure and we don't know what kind of a character he was was he a you know somebody that sure Sure. Loved a good joke. We don't know that either. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything about his character. Well, Mike, you know, I, I have to say, I'm, I'm leaning with you 
but even less so. I would say right. I have to, I I would have to say I'm going 30% chance that is something paranormal, something abnormal, something perhaps from space. It's always spaceman. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but 70% that it is some some visual glitch that just happened to occur on those old 1964 yeah. cameras. Maybe it was his wife. Maybe her dress was overexposed and it looks white, but she, because she was wearing a blue dress that day and an, and mm-hmm. another photo from that day her dress was overexposed and it appeared white, just like mm-hmm. it does in this photo, if it is indeed her. Right. But, you know, you look at those shadows, you look at the el- the shadows under the elbow, it is a little intriguing. It's, it's kind of odd. To me, it looks like it's her back. You yep. see, it's her right arm. Right. It's bent because of how the shadows go. It's the back of her hair is what we are seeing. It's not mm-hmm. an alien. It's not an astronaut. It's not a spaceman. 30% chance that it may be something abnormal, in my opinion. Yeah, it's that's very possible. And like I said, I don't think that they nefariously did anything. No, I don't think so either. Um, you know, and, you know, maybe maybe he figured it out later on where like, oh, yeah, I think I think that was me wife. <laughs> but then and then it's like. But it's we're having fun with this, yeah, so let's by, let it go. By that point, they're like, "Why do we? Why do? Why yeah. would we? Uh, like you said, Mike, why would we lessen the intrigue by? Uh, yeah, you know, poo pooing it exactly. Ourselves? Okay, I get it. So mm, you know, and will will we ever find out? No, the world may never know. Mike, you know, it it's a much lesser example, but it's it's along the same lines as the Patterson film, man. I keep repeating myself. The fact that the Patterson film has yet to be debunked thoroughly adds yeah. more credence to it as each year passes. Yeah. But uh, we do have more faith in that though. Oh, one hundred percent we do. But I that's why I kinda I, I paraphrase or not paraphrase, but I, I, I uh suggested that it's similar. Right, exactly. Yeah. In in this in this notion that well, you know, it hasn't been debunked, so therefore maybe it is real. Who knows? This one, it's I kinda, do not think it, so. It kind of reminds me of uh, in our own uh, 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 travels and uh, experiences, uh, the whole video of or recording of press play. Oh, that's a great example. Will we ever know? Well, we're not. We're not going no. to. Um, <laughs> we have our thoughts. We have our opinions. And yeah, uh, well, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> right. Let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. Well, Mike, this has been a blast. Thank you so much, it has. buddy. Um, hopefully, our uh, listeners, you enjoyed this because we had a great time talking about it. What do you guys think? What do ghosts have emotions? What is a ghost's perspective? Is there a ghost lingering behind you right now? And if they're looking at you, what are they thinking? <laughs> Um, and is that ghost behind you, or is it possibly Jaden? Jaden, or just some sort of like <laughs> swamp gas that's leaked into your house. I don't know what the hell it would have been. Or like is that. it just Jaden gas? Jaden gas as well. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to tell her that tomorrow. I was like, yeah. <laughs> we said Jaden gas on the podcast. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah, she'll love that one. Oh, my God. Embarrassing. Yeah. Well, Mike, yeah. Uh, again, thank you very much, buddy. It was great seeing you yeah, last absolutely. night. Um, we had a good time with the Ouija board session. I'm going to be getting all that shit out on Patreon. I'm going to watch it and listen to it first, obviously. And I also have another clip from back on our, uh, Halloween Day 
where I filmed myself doing a cemetery EVP session. That's right. And that's about a 15-minute long clip. There's some interesting uh, replies. I had the Spirit Box app going. Who knows? Who knows what it was? But uh, I'll be posting that shortly, as in tomorrow. So, yep. patrons, we love you. We're going to get some cool video audio content out there tomorrow, and we'll have a Patreon-exclusive episode coming up this week. Until next time, Mike, thank you so much. What do our awesome listeners need to do? Um, plain and simple, peace out. Thank <laughs> you.